oh, there's a stool here. Why don't I just light that on fire? And maybe I can jam some toothpaste on that too. Welcome to Dads Being Dads, episode 197. He's a soccer coach. I'm a soccer coach, and it's soccer season. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, no, it's totally soccer season. That's right. I... You know, snow on the way. Yeah. Still several feet of snow on the ground. All right. Total snow accumulations of four to eight inches are possible. That is down from the foot that we were going to get earlier today. Who knows? And I'll tell you right now, four to eight inches does not warrant me trying to fix a snowblower after the show tonight. So that's... What are you going to do? Use a shovel? Yeah. Yeah. Gains. It's gains a clock. I can't go back to shoveling. It's no good. Snow showers at two. Two starts at two. Goes through 10 a.m. the next day. There's no chance we're going to have school again. Oh, man. Ah, they'll be delayed. <sighs> oh, I hope they so. can't cancel any more days. They'll just do a delay. All the parents will get mad because they got to figure out how to get their kids there late. Yeah, one of the uh, fine acting parents put on the Facebook group, I am emailing the school committee, and I am requesting that we have school during April vacation. I think we should start a grassroots effort, blah, blah, blah. If we get more people to mail in, blah, 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 blah. Grassroots? Uh, I don't know. She didn't say grassroots. But basically, she wanted a mail-in campaign to get support, to drum up support to have school during April vacation. Yeah, to make up for the snow day. There was about 300 posts, all people disagreeing with her. Oh. So and so turned well, they off coming. Plans to go to Florida or something, right? I mean, people made plans. Well, that, yeah. The thing is, she's like trying to because she, she wants to save her summer plans. But of course, of course, of course. Well, why would you make plans for? Everybody does. Everything starts like the day a summer camp starts, yeah. like the day after school is supposed to end. You know, now now that we're a yuppie ski family, yeah. You know, I was talking with some of the other yuppie ski families at the ski resorts during the uh, ski midweek event we went on last week. Uh, riding the chairlift with some of these weirdos that are just always there. So I met, it's just so strange. It's I'm going off on a tangent. Yeah, like three. I know. I met this guy in the chairlift. He just looked like such a bum. I'm like, hey, what you know, what's up? I like your skis. They look pretty cool because they were these fancy. He's like, oh yeah, hey, thanks. Yeah. Like so, what the you know, you come up here a lot, whatever. He's like, yeah, I, I got a. My uncle has a, a slopeside house right over there. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, so you just kind of walked right out of the door onto the ski slopes. Yeah, yeah, I do. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I oh, hear you are mooching off your uncle. No, no, he's in consulting or some nonsense. You know, he went in at noon for a conference call to make a million dollars. And then half hour later when his call was over, he came back out to ski. Guys, like 25. I'm like, hey, what is this world? I, Such a weird. Okay. Sorry, go on. I'm rambling. You described him as a bum. Can you elaborate a little bit on he that? He looked like a bum. What? what? Ski he bum? Looked, he looked like me. <laughs> yeah, that, that's sort of what I was getting to. Scruffy. He was very scruffy. What kind of pants did he have on? And how many holes did he have in those <laughs> pants? What she was wearing at work. I just Let's just clarify this. I, I want to paint a better picture. Well, he's a wealthier bum than I am. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I'm confident both of you can afford a pair of pants. But he has a slope side access yeah. to. I want to meet somebody who actually is like, I own a slope side condo. I've never met one of those. Yeah, you know someone. Uh, well, I always meet the person that, wait, it's not you. Did you buy one? No, but we work with someone who owns one. Oh, him? Yeah, him. Yeah, okay, we can't go farther than this because otherwise. Uh, that doesn't surprise me, but I mean, bear, I mean, literally, like it's 99 out of 100 times people are like, I have an uncle or my buddy or yeah. my friend or my parents. It's never they own. Nobody ever owns the Slopeside well, condo. you don't want to own it by yourself. It's really expensive. Family-owned thing would be kind of cool. Yeah. My wife spends a lot of her free time browsing Zillow now for ski houses that we can't afford. When it's just, it's a very strange, it's very strange. And now, you know, I've got myself thinking about it for uh, later in the retirement years and whatnot. This seems to be the thing to do. People move to these townhomes up in the, you know, the boondocks. Yeah. And, uh, I could whatever. find that life uh, enjoyable out there in the middle of nowhere. I don't have to worry about parents and school committees and blah, 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 blah. I will tell you the life that I want. Okay. Okay. The life so you skiing. want. We're skiing. Tons of snow. It's freezing cold out, but who cares, right? You're skiing, you're having fun. 
We go up this T-bar area. It's super secret. No one goes there because no one knows how to ride a T-bar. They all fall down. So it's, it's very exclusive in that regard. Do you actually know of this place or you are envisioning this in your brain? No, no. I know of it. This is this is an example of what happened. So I take the okay. T-bar to the top of this thing. There's a cabin at the top that has no electricity, but they sell beer anyway. Time and, out. I, I'm, what? Is this something this that has happened true to True facts. This is what happened last week, yes. You took a T-bar to a cabin that has beer, yes. but no electricity. No electricity. So it's, they got a fire going Is this ski bum lead inside. you there? No, no, no. It's part of the part of the mountain. But okay. I'm sitting at the outside fireplace drinking my beer. <laughs> <laughs> right? Is, is this fire like ripping? Is there like a yeah. fire guy up there that keeps that yeah, thing no, going? No, you just could load, throw the logs in yourself. There's a big wood pile of the chocked full like hundreds of cords of wood who knows all right and uh and this woman this, this she's probably 80 years old i mean she's an octogenarian for she sure. came up the t-bar she came up the t-bar she works at the mountain she is a ski instructor okay right? and she brought probably like 12 little tiny tykes with her like little kids up the t-bar up the t-bar to this secret to fi- the secret outdoor cabin fire beer heaven beer with the outdoor fire they went inside and they got a big bag of marshmallows from <laughs> the cabin. And the kids, this kid, I'm sitting by the fire and this kid comes up to me. It's random keys. I need a with little girl. She's, I need a stick. I'm like, oh, I'm sure. Who doesn't, right? I'm looking around. And I grab some stick and it's this gigantic, not marshmallow stick at all. I'm like, well, I found a stick for you, but I don't have like a knife to whittle this down. She's like, that's fine. I'll take it. She just grabs it, jams the marshmallow on the end. Yeah. Sticks it right in the fire, sets it on fire, takes it out, eats it. Like, yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. Efficiency. And I told you, the I, kids. I like, went over to this lady. I'm like, so you're a ski instructor. She's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, is this your lesson? Like, is this what's happening right now? Is this part of your lesson? She's like, uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> this is part of it. Like, you brought these kids up here as part, like, they're paying you to do this right now? You're earning money. Is this like a half parents? day lesson or like one of these like daycare situations? Yeah, it's one of these daycare okay. situations. She's like, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fine. That's not like we had an a marshmallow hour. stop. We had a hot chocolate stop earlier. We're going to go up to the candy store, have a candy stop. Yeah. That is my dream job right there. I'm going to drag a bunch of children up the T bar to the secret cabin that serves beer to roast marshmallows over the outdoor fire. And that's my whole day when I'm 85. Huh. I don't know if I have a dream job when I'm oh, yeah. retired. I mean, what could, what could be better? I, I think, you know what I think it would be for me? It would be like pool man at, uh, you pool know, boy? Caribbean, Carib- Caribbean resort. No, like the vacuum guy. Like he vacuums the pool. That's all I do. <laughs> all day, just vacuuming pools. Vacuuming pools? Is vacuuming. that an innuendo or something? No, I mean, just run around run, vacuuming pools all day. Sun, just like, you know, youth, youthful energy, not freezing. You can't really swim in the pool because you're always filling them with chemicals and then they're off limits for a while. Uh, hey, I don't care. I'm just walking around doing my thing. And by then I'll be like immune to the chemicals because I've got so many on me and I won't be able to feel anything anyways. Just pool going. boy. You want to be a pool boy. No, I'm not a pool boy. Not the guy that like brings the drinks around because I would never make it. I would be like. No, that's not what pool boys do. Okay. That's a cabana boy. Oh, all right. <laughs> no, I don't want to be like a pool boy, like drive around town and fix like people's swimming pools. That just, sounds terrible. Okay. Just, just the resort pools. Yeah, the resort pools. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the ones that are like right next to the ocean. Because if I was like youthful and in my prime, then there would be situations with the co-eds. Right. No, I got to be old enough where I'm not a threat to anybody. The pool boy is always in situations. Right. Of course he is. Then I don't want to be in situations. I'm no, you don't want to be. Okay. Yeah, no. I'm just on the sidelines, cleaning the pool, enjoying the sun and the, you know, the... The Caribbean Muzak that's piping through the coconuts on the on the ground. So you're going warm, yeah. And I'm going with snow uh, and shoveling and ice, freezing, and crashing freezing cold into things, and no shoveling. We're skiing on it. It's yeah. awesome. Taking those kids everywhere. I'm getting paid for it. No, then I can just like drive my little moped or maybe a bicycle the back and forth around. Not to deal with like gasoline engines and stuff or even electric. Yeah, yeah. No, forget it. Nice. Good to know how we got on that. So ski vacation was fun. Yeah, just paint. I don't even know if I really would want to do that. Actually, just I don't know. <laughs> Cabana boy, it is then. Yeah, right. Cabana boy. I don't know, man. That's funny. It's like ah, the problem with the kids. The, the kids is ideal, like when you're not around them, and then you get home, and you're just. I mean, uh, then you get with the kids, and uh, it's just like. Well, I used you to get do this some Twilliger jerk, and you're just like, yeah. I hate all of you. 
when I was sort of this. when I was 18, 19, 19 yeah. I taught I did teach snowboarding for a little while. You were a taught 18 year old? You taught snowboarding? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I was taught. I was yeah. very taught. <laughs> and I also instructed snowboarding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> Uh, boy, lots of stories there. Um, <laughs> and it's every I'd get these repeat lessons with the same kids. They'd come every week, same time, same day, same night, whatever. And we would do all that goofy stuff. It was if it was really cold out and the kids got cold, we would take hot chocolate breaks and we'd go inside and hang out by the fire drinking hot chocolate. And their parents were at the bar somewhere. They had no idea. So who's buying the hot chocolate? Or because you're a ski instructor, you just have an in. You know, if I'm being honest, I honestly I don't remember who paid for the hot chocolates i may have purchased the hot chocolates mm. but i think that could be arranged i think uh, that could be part of the package deal like now were you getting tips you know this is the irony of it right if you get if you get a group lesson yeah i remember this because i got paid like 625 an hour oh you know yeah for the group lesson yeah so you get 500 kids in this lesson and you get paid six bucks an hour to go teach them for a couple hours it was terrible Right, yeah, no, that's not good. Now you get a private lesson, yeah, which is you and one other person. You get paid more, you know, like nine fifty or something an hour. Jeez. Oh, and since they're rich and they're paying for a private lesson to begin with, they tip you. Yeah. They give you all kinds of extra money. But the group lessons never tip you. No, it's all these cheapo parents that are just looking for free babysitting for a little while while they go ski. I'm looking for instruction for my children. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give them instruction. All right. <sighs> Oh man. A lot of people do that. They put their they go to the mountain, they want to ski. They put their kids in a lesson so that they can ski without them and then they hope they get better and then eventually they can come ski with them. I don't know, I couldn't do it. I never did it. I couldn't do it. Well Yeah, just I, I yeah, like I said, and we had the soccer planning meeting tonight and I'm all fired up about that, but then I just know. I don't know, man. There's gonna be a couple of situations where we already had situations where I'm super aggravated at parents, but that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. What's uh? I've got. I've got to get it off. Yeah. I only have two teams I have to manage, which is nice. But already the other coaches are all like, "I don't know if I can make practices." Did you say we could practice together so that I don't have to show up? I'm like, whoa, whoa, settle down, chief. Like, <laughs> you're the coach of the <laughs> team. I never said I would coach your players for you. Uh, so that's that's getting a little out of control already, but. Uh, we'll work it out. We'll yeah, work it out. Work it I out. think uh, I think we may still have practice together, and sure, maybe one of the coaches could miss. But I'm gonna need I'm gonna need some people there, whether it's parent substitutes or whatnot. Yeah, we'll run it in stations. I'm thinking about stations already. Doing some goalie practice, doing some drills. You know, working it all out in advance with the parents or coaches or volunteers or whatever you want to call them. And that's it. We'll just run them. We'll run them and run them into the ground. That's what you want. You want them to, to go home tired and ready for bed. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Late. Late. I don't know. I'm not ready for that. Uh, the, the, the podcast to trans into, transition into soccer. Into talk soccer under. mode yeah. for spring and fall. No, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> All yet. summer long. I mean, there's still, I still got like mo- multiple inches of snow on the ground in my yard. I still haven't cleaned up from the snowstorms. I got tree washes everywhere. Get- and we're going to get another half foot. Yeah. yeah. I don't quite know how this is going to work out. We haven't even checked out the fields yet. We have a, we're going to go over to the fields this weekend to just see how things are. S- supposedly, we're going to go there this weekend to line them, which makes no sense because no. they'll be covered in snow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's not happening. <laughs> but there's, there, one of the major fields we use is in the middle of the woods. Like it's going to have trees down on it and oh, no one yeah. has, no one has checked. <sighs> so. You know, I, I get to have some fun using my new chainsaw, which is a pretty sweet, sweet item you can get carried away with. Yeah. I did a lot of one-handed chainsawing, and I don't recommend no. that. You shouldn't, shouldn't do that. No. You can. You certainly can. But you shouldn't. That thing kicks back on you. You're really not going to have much to stop it. You know, I don't know. You're right. Kick back. I mean, it's a, ty- it's a battery-powered 12-inch, what do you call the blade of a chainsaw? Bar. Bar, 12-inch bar. Uh, it The chain is sharp, so it really slashes through stuff. I think that is the key. Yeah, it cuts wood. Right? The key is to keep that chain sharp. You get a dull chain, 
you're in trouble. Yeah. You got to do some undercuts because, you know, you're cutting stuff that's laying on the ground. It starts to bend down. It pinches the bar. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. So you're a pro. Pretty. Yeah. I was worried at first. I'm like, am I going to saw off one of my arms? So far, it's like all these nuts with uh, – maybe you should have the chaps and the boots and all that kind of stuff anyway, <laughs> just in case. But uh, <sighs> you just got to – you got to predict where the things are going to fall and you got to get it right. And you yeah. got to make sure that uh, – what's the other thing there? Um, oh, you, you don't want to – Cut too far. I mean, the kickback is one thing, right? But you're always kind of prepared for the kickback. Mm-hmm. It's when it breaks through and then you drive into your shin with the spinning blade. That's why what... is your shin underneath the blade? No, I mean, if you're cutting something, it's just, that's the that's where it goes, man. No, that's I'm... why you need. That's why you need a sharp chain. You shouldn't be pushing down on the chainsaw. Oh, I, I listen. I've never done it, and I never intend to. But you never use a chainsaw? No, no, I've never cut into my shin. I've never cut oh. any part of me on a chainsaw. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't put yeah. uh, put a lot of weight on it. I mean, swinging an axe is probably way more dangerous. Uh, Lop off one of your toes. Uh, I don't know. A lot of people make the mistake. What what do you call the axis for splitting wood? Maul? A maul. Splitting maul or splitting wedge? A lot of maul. people make the mistake of swinging it in an arc. So they bring it up over your head and they swing it down like in a big circle. Uh-huh. How do you want to swing it? That's not how you swing it. How do you swing it? <laughs> you, you, you swing it almost like, I want to say like a baseball bat, but not sideways. Sure, it has to go straight up in the air, right? Yeah. But when it comes down, when it gets parallel to the ground, you bring the handle down with it. So some people, they stop the handle. Oh. And they let the axe Uh, swing like a big circle, right? Yeah. And then when you miss the log, then the axe head comes around and lops off one of your toes. Yeah, that's not good. No, you got to bring bring the handle down so the whole thing is parallel to the ground all all the way down. Yeah. No chance of it uh, looping back on you. I think you get more power too. If you're bring it all the way. Yeah, yeah. I think you do too. Yeah, I think you could. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know who? Uh, this is kind of all kind of bleeding into an interesting story we had this week. So, as you know, uh, we have a big St. Patrick's Day party every year. I missed it. So yeah. that was Saturday this past week. So Friday night, we're getting the kids tucked into bed. It's getting like, well, we're getting there. Um, and it's like seven o'clock, turning into seven thirty. The kids are like, Oh no, we forgot to make the leprechaun trap. So they start making the leprechaun trap. We're like, all right, all right, fine, whatever. You got to do this. And we're starting to clean up and we're moving tables around because we kind of move some, move the dining room table over so we can put the, because we make a bunch of potatoes and we make a bunch of corned beef and cabbage. And so we, we, uh, I move the table over, and so of course the kids want to play under the table. So my daughter goes on, and she comes up and catches her back on the table. You know how mm-hmm. yep. everybody's seen this; probably everybody's done it. So she's like, "Ow, ow, ow!" So needs a band aid. My my wife goes upstairs to get the band aid, and she's like, "Ah!" She gets up there. She's like, "Hubby, uh, you need to come up here." And I'm like, "Yeah, one minute, honey. I'll be right there." No, you need to come now. I'm like, "Oh boy!" So it's like one of those like voice changes where it's like you need to come now and mm-hmm. there's a not you know. why do you need to come is my question who me yeah well we'll get there okay so I, I put down what i was doing and i go up upstairs and uh she's like i can't deal i can't deal with it and uh my son i'm like what's going on jason cut himself i'm like oh okay and uh not look you. over no my son jason and he's got the he's got the hydrogen peroxide out he's got a whole bunch of band-aids he's got some gauze going i'm like well, what's going on jay he's like i kind of cut myself with a knife I'm like, what? I'm like, show me. And he show, like shows me his forearm. And he's got a nice solid inch and a half like gash in his arm. And I'm like, oh, buddy. Hmm. And I'm like, what are you doing here? You put hydrogen peroxide on that? And you didn't. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I'm, I just got to put a bandaid on me. Fine. I'm like, can you put it back together? Can you like squeeze it and show me? And he, and he slides the skin right back together real easy. And I'm like, oh, boy, Jay. He's like, what? I don't need stitches. I don't want to get stitches. I don't need stitches. <laughs> I'm like, you need to go get stitches for that. What he had done was he was cutting cardboard and he was using a sharp knife. He's got a pen knife, like a camping knife, and he's using that. And he, and he just nicked the uh, like the outer layer of skin. Like he didn't yeah. get into the muscle or anything, but he just cut it. And I think the knife just nicked it and it's real sharp. So it just sliced it and just uh, – so he, he could like slide his forearm closed. And it wasn't bleeding or anything. And he was just going to put a Band-Aid on it and not tell anybody. No one's going to be the wiser. Yeah, it'd be fine. I mean, yeah. get a nice little Ugh. scarf from that. No, no I mean, blood? Like he had cleaned up the blood and everything, and yeah. he's like, "There's a little blood on the carpet downstairs." We never did find blood on the carpet, but on the work area where he was, like okay. the carport and stuff, we found some good blood on there. Uh, but I'm he never saying, told that's, us that's a wasted hospital visit. I mean, it's on his arm. That's a cool place to have his car. Well, he got four stitches, man. 
It's four sure. stitches. Yeah. Did you, did you, uh, you know, uh, interview the doctor at all about it? Like, what would have happened if we didn't get the stitches? No. Could he have put a bandaid on this and it would have been fine? So we, uh, if, you know, I was borderline because uh, we could have probably could have put a couple of butterflies on it, mm-hmm. but I knew like it would have just been a big pain in the neck, and then he would have had a pretty like gnarly scar on his forearm, and it was. And it would have taken way longer to heal. So I was just like, go get the stitches. He'll be healed in a week and be back mm-hmm. to, you know. That's so. the key. I guess they close it up. It prevents infection. Yeah. And I just, yeah. But it was, of course, it was like, now it's eight o'clock and, and my wife does the ER visits. I, I, she can't deal as well with the, like, well, she can't deal with the, the, like, blood and the injury itself. <laughs> like, she gets squeezy about it. That's why she called me, dude. No, but, I understand. Mm-hmm. But she's like, do you want to take him or, or sh- should I just take him? Because if you take him, I'm just going to be texting you every five minutes. Like, what's going on? What's now? What's going on? What's going on? And she will. So I was like, just take him. It's fine. And they were like supposed to spend some time together anyways. Cause I don't know. They were just, they hadn't in a while. So she's like, I was going to spend some time with Jason at bedtime. Do you mind? And so I was like, well, here's your time. And he's like, I don't want to go to the, I don't want to go to the yard. He thought he was going to be there forever. And I kind of did too. It was a minor yeah. thing. And he was in and out within an hour. Oh, Couldn't that's amazing. It. Yeah. Was it uh, one of those newfangled clinics? No, it was Emerson. It was the main big ER. Main, uh, ER. Big punch in the wallet, but what are you going to do? Is it? You know, I went to the ER uh, over the break, and I don't think I've seen a bill for it at all yet. And our stupid insurance. I, I want to rage at somebody at work about this every Please. time. They, they, so the insurance company, we have obviously in health insurance where we, our emergency visits are covered. But mm-hmm. every time the insurance company denies the charge from the hospital, so the hospital bills us, we then have to submit the charge to the right, insurance right, company. Right. They send us a check, which we then have to pay the insurance company. It's like, how dumb I already are they? told you my strategy on this. I just throw all the bills right in the trash. Yeah. So you're part of the problem they, because they're like, oh, then you don't get, oh, wait, what do you mean? What bill? You throw the bill in the trash? Yeah, when the hospital sends me a bill, I shred it. Okay. <laughs> then they okay. send me another bill, and I shred that one. And yeah. then they tell me I'm late, and they shred that one. And then they tell me they're sending me to collections, and I shred that. Really? What's uh, wrong with you? I totally ignore them, because they should work this out with the insurance company. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you're right. But the insurance company, the, the pain in the neck here, they're the ones that's denying the charges. They won't allow <laughs> them to bill them and won't pay them. Hey, eventually, if they want the money, they're going to have to go to the insurance company, because I'm not paying them. Let me know how this works out for you, buddy. That's worked out great. You past. have to submit it to the insurance company and be like, this was an ER visit. And they're like, well, we don't cover uh, no, their I've network. Sent them. I've but- called them. After one of my like 15th billings of something, I called them and said, look, you keep sending me these bills, but you're crazy because this stuff is covered. Yeah. Just call my insurance company. Work it out. They're like, oh, well, we have. They covered everything they need. I'm like, no, they didn't. Mm-hmm. No, it's wrong. Oh. They, they, they guys like, typey, typey, typey. Oh, yeah, you're right, sir. We totally shouldn't be billing you. They're they're doing it on purpose. They're trying to like double bill you, so and then you, the insurance. You think comp- it's the hospital doing? It's it. both. It's both. Yeah, it's, it's both. It's all for sure. Okay. They're they're totally messing with everyone. Yeah, I'm like I don't care, dudes. Like I literally will never pay you. So work it out. Call uh, the insurance company. Mm, get your money. Funny. Don't I think call it's me. The insurance company being jerks that they don't want to file. They don't want to pay. So they they figure that you are going to be like just pay the bill and never yeah. go through the hassle of sometimes claiming yeah, it with just, the insurance they just company get right because they'll send you these bills and some people will just write a check and send that, it and don't do that that's fraud man that's crap it is fraud yeah. it's totally fraud and they claim it's like some kind of billing error yeah. and then they get away with it yeah. They're like oh whoops yeah it's just a and they probably have a whole department of people whose job it is yeah to purposely mess up these bills to trick people into overpaying yeah, yeah. they just make it super hard I, I don't know. I, I keep wanting to bring it up at work and I keep forgetting. And I know I've talked to you that has this problem and I've talked to two or th- three mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. and they've all been like, oh yeah, it's ridiculous. And the kids, you know, cause it's our kids. What are you crinkling? You got stitches going on over there? I don't know. I got some things I'm putting back in a bag. Deal with it. Um, no. <laughs> no, I can't. Not while you're talking over the noise. So yeah, four stitches. I don't know. What else? Where are we mm-hmm. at? 24 yep. minutes. Did he carve uh, his name in his arm too? No, he didn't. And, and you know, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's funny. Not funny. It's the first time he ever got stitches. But We haven't had... Uh, oh, wait. We have. My son got stitches in his forehead because he got a, fell off the stairs and got a rock. Uh, that yeah. was when he was little. What else? My daughter's good so far. Yeah, no major injuries there. Hmm. Just thinking. Son, yeah. I'm not wishing for it. The whole broken arm, broken leg, broken whatever thing. Well, it's funny. My my, my in-laws mail him, uh, like, give him a gift Money? or whenever they get hurt. I'm like, 
I'm like, you got to stop doing this. You're going to encourage them to hurt themselves. I'm like, oh, get out of here. Like, You're stupid. I'm giving them a hard time. About it. Like, <laughs> like, well, the worst, because here's the thing. Here, here, This kind of ties back into all my money stuff, right? He had 200 and whatever. I don't even know what the money was. Like, he, he had $260 saved up for $290 Lego set. And he had like $25 in his spending money. So he just gave me all the spending money. He's like, here, I want the Lego set. Fine. So he ran himself out of spending money. And then he was supposed to go get pizza this weekend, right? Or Thursday, which he does every week now. And so he had, and he needs, and he's like, I need $9 for pizza. And I'm doing the math. I'm like, there's no way you can maintain $9 of pizza. Because if you remember, $12 plus $2 into savings minimum, $1 into mm-hmm. charity minimum, mm-hmm. that's $9. $1 out of 12 What? Ugh. What? Go on. Sorry, I forgot the divide. No, I, it's it's ten percent, so it's actually one twenty. But I didn't want to get into all the because he's picked up an extra chore because he wanted a little extra money. So now he's he's emptying the dishwasher every morning, which is kind of nice. He sets up his sets his alarm, gets up, empties the dishwasher. So that's hmm. that's kind of nice. So, uh, and is my my daughter Grace also picked up an extra chore and she before bed every night she goes through the kids' bathroom and like puts it back together, which is amazing because the kids' bathroom it's like. What what are you guys doing here? You go to the bathroom and then just like throw everything around, like throw the toilet paper every time. Paste on the walls, it's insane. Yeah, like just find towels and throw them on the ground for the <laughs> heck of it, and flip the rug over like on purpose. And oh, there's a stool here. Why don't I just light that on fire? And maybe I can jam some toothpaste on that too. I, I'm like, what do you kids do in I here? Can't, so anyway. I can't deal with it. We have to say we had to start separating them, like one <laughs> kid in the bathroom at a time, because mm. it was awful. So, anyways. I was like, so he was like lamenting that he had run himself out of money and didn't have enough money with the pending allowance because all the snowstorms and stuff, he didn't do all the chores. So he wasn't going to get the, because he doesn't really ever get the $12. He has like once or twice, but usually he'll mess something up. So he doesn't get a perfect allowance. So he was lamenting and I'm like, well, go run it through it with me. Let's talk about this, right? And he's like, well, I need $240 for a piece of pizza and $1.70 for a soda. I'm like, all right, that's four ten. A well, soda. and then I get a piece of candy. And I'm like, how much is the candy? Well, two dollars. I'm like, what? <laughs> two dollars. Like, all right. So even yeah, I, I I think it's actually an ice cream. I don't know why I said candy, but I'm like, all right. Well, or maybe they even go walk over to the mobile mart for I know it doesn't matter. But I'm still like, well, that's six dollars and ten cents. Why do you need nine dollars? Why are you so? I need nine dollars. So there's something <laughs> he wasn't quite leveling with me. But and anyways, he wanted it's more money for drugs. The yeah, rest of it's I, for I don't drugs. Know. Maybe he's like, I, yeah, I buy a pack of cigarettes from a guy in the back alley too. I, I, for all I know. Uh, and, uh, so he wouldn't tell me and then he wasn't going to have enough money. So I'm like, well, I'm like, well, what can you do here? How can you get yourself out of this situation? Like maybe how do you cut back? Maybe you don't get this treat. Maybe you don't get the uh, candy or bring some candy from home. Cause we have a bunch of candy laying around cause of whatever holidays. And I was just like, just grab some of that stuff and bring it or maybe bring a water bottle instead of buying the soda. So I was like trying to work it through him. Mm-hmm. And then grandma, grandma calls and is like, Oh, I'll give him, can you give him $5 for him getting hurt? And I will, I'll pay it back. I'm like, here's your five dollars. You're bailed out. And he's like, yes, all right. Now I have the money for the pizza. I'm like, son of a gun. Like, here's your you learned nothing. You didn't stand yeah. your ground and say no. <sighs> five dollars for getting hurt. What is this world you're living in? I tell you, that's like the, the the grandparents' job is to undermine all your good. Uh, Mine don't habits. do that. Well, please, I'm sure they do. No, they don't. We don't. I, can I tell you in our household? Maybe not like, money, but it, perhaps I'm spoiling them. I have no idea. Probably they don't care. In any way about money. I I don't know why. We I forget yeah. to give them their allowance. They don't ask. They have my son has never spent any of his allowance. My daughter used to give all of the money in her piggy bank to my son because she thought it was fun. <laughs> she purchased one thing. She got excited about it. She we went we went through the booklet. We went to the store. I told you this already. Yeah. We walked to the store, it was this big event. She found a bag. We bought it. She colored it in because it had a cover you had to color in. Yeah. And she uses it for her lunch bag for school every day now. And that's it. They haven't asked for anything since. Well, so where's all the money piling up somewhere? Yeah, it's just piling up in their banks. <laughs> she brought the key to – she I, a, a week or so ago, I was downstairs and she had some little friends over, little buddies from neighbor kids. Yeah. And another kindergartner. And I could hear her upstairs explaining to this kid, this little boy – what her bank was and she opened it up and showed it to him and she's like you know this is all my spending money that i can use for buying stuff this envelope here it's for saving you never ever spend this even if all of your other money is gone this was pretty hilarious yeah. she was 
she was sticking to it. This is my give bag, which, you know, we'll give away to somebody that needs it more than I do. That was pretty adorable. She uh, she remembered all the things. But th- that's it. My son has never asked to spend his money on anything. That's it. That Certainly not a $300 Lego set. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I will say this. Another another uh, situation happened over the weekend that I kind of like that liked it happened. It wasn't the best. You know, it wasn't good situation. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, here it is. Uh, my daughter, Grace, has been like, when are you going to take me to spend some of my saving, my spending money? Because you never mm-hmm. take me to the store. I'm like, all right, fine. So my wife takes her, has to buy somebody a, a birthday present. So she takes her. She's like, well, come with us and bring your, bring your, um, Spending money. So she does and she buys. <laughs> they go to Learning Express and she walks out of there with one of these like squeezy ball things. You know, you can squeeze yeah, sure. it and garbage, it's so yeah. stupid. Yeah, garbage. A whoopee cushion, also garbage, mm-hmm. <laughs> but funny. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, something else, right? So before they even like get a mile away from the place, the whoopee cushion is found to have a hole in it. So my no, wife, of course, yeah, so those my, rip immediately. Yeah. yeah. But so my wife's like, okay, well it's faulty. So we'll bring it right back. So she turns the car around, brings it back. And she's like, but you go in and deal with this. So, so my wife, c- kudos to her for having made grace handle the transaction. She walked back in with the, with the broken, um, whoopee cushion and and it was like faulty I, I mean i wasn't there but i believed that it was faulty right it had a hole in the side on the seam so it couldn't hold there F- faulty whoopee cushion. yeah so time? grace handled that so good for her right she got to excuse me she got to understand like you know do the transaction great and then she uh wait did you just make a new title <laughs> i did so <laughs> <go on. laughs> nice that's a good one uh and then <laughs> i saw the words dropping down but i had to scroll it already uh and then but then she bought this stupid stress ball thing it's like it's not even a stress ball it's like a little one of like a little balloon things with like mm-hmm. sand yeah. in it and she squeezed it and like the kid other kid got a hold of it so it was a learning lesson like usually i would feel bad that i spot this thing for her and then it broke instantly and then i i'd go buy her another one but now i'm like no, you spent your own money on this stupid thing, and now a stupid thing broke in a stupid way, and you didn't take care of it, protect it from your siblings, and now this is on you. And the lesson you're going to learn from this is not to spend your money on stupid things, right? Like, what's <laughs> right. more important to you? So, I, you know, this is all part of a learning thing still for both of us, and I think it's going well <laughs> so far. Yeah, I'm, I'm guess what I'm saying is I haven't had a chance to teach them about any of these things because they just don't care. Yeah. So she bought this bag and she uses it every day. So it's like perfectly normal, happy situation. Yeah, that's <laughs> she hasn't great. Spent anything since he doesn't want to buy anything. Like, yeah. I mean, I I guess you could say, oh, I bought him this Kindle. Maybe he should have bought that himself. But he's reading boatloads of books on it, so it's kind of yeah beneficial for both of us. We can make a segue into that. We we talked a little bit about uh, this fantastical world of borrowing digital books from the library which makes no sense when you think about it like you could go to the library you could walk or drive yourself or wherever you feel yeah. like getting there <laughs> to the physical library and get, grab a stack of books and walk to the counter and give them your card and check all these things out and be like "Ooh, i feel so guilty we're stealing these for a while Ooh, you know they want you to take them yeah but in this modern era of living in the future now you can just like Open a web browser or your phone or whatever, log into a website with your library card, and just tap some buttons and say, I want to borrow that. I want to borrow that. I want to borrow that. Send it to my Kindle. And it sends all these ebooks to your Kindle, and you just, you borrow them, air quotes, right? Yeah, right. And it just, it just, I, we haven't borrowed them long enough for it to take it away yet. So I'm not sure what happens at the end of the, I think it just disappears. Oh, really? After a couple either. of weeks, yeah, I don't you know. don't know. Your, doesn't your son do this all the time? Oh, my son does. <laughs> I don't. And you have never seen what happens. I told you. I get the emails that says your digital lo- library loan has ex- uh, expired, and that's okay, it. So you're not uh, involved in his life at all. That's uh, in fact, I had to no, but he he is reading his face off on that Kindle. Like he reads a ton of the stuff. Like yeah, I just got one here. But so I, he's buying them from the Amazon though. So I get that your digital library loan will expire in three. No, because you know why his library card is tied to either my wife's email or his email mm-hmm. not mine like i don't ever see what he's doing <sighs> pardon me that's oh, okay yeah. wake up so there is a um so there's a bunch of different there's there's like a kindle lending library yeah which you can go on amazon borrow books there but there's also just your library card lending library as well so 
the whole thing is confusing. You can borrow audiobooks, you can borrow ebooks that go to your Kindle, you can read them right on your device in these crazy apps, this Overdrive app, and now there's one called Libby by the same company that looks a little fancier. They just didn't want to upgrade the old one. I don't know. It's it's fascinating. So he's plowing through this whole series about uh, the lost hero and yeah, some yeah. mechanical dragon thing. It's bizarre. Uh, he loves it. So I'm super glad for that because he's 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 reading so much more. He was reading a lot, but now he's he's really plowing through books, reading on the Kindle. Uh, he's taking it to school with him. I told him he could take it to school. Yeah. If he asked his teacher, like when they have some kind of break time where they do silent whatever, uh, I said you can bring it to school with you as long as you ask your teacher if it's okay at the appropriate time. And and he did. He asked her, and he uh, she said it was fine. So he does. He reads at school on the Kindle. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I think I mentioned this before. And you were yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's not fair because the other kids would be jealous. That's not what I said. I said my son asked his teacher and she said it wasn't fair. Right. So she, he couldn't, which I, was, I said I was fine with less distractions. Although, and I said the Kindle's been great. Although last night I'm tucking him into, like I'm doing the bedtime routine. And as it's soccer season and my wife is the registrar for Acton Boxbury Soccer, she is busy at a meeting last night and another meeting tonight. So I'm doing the bedtime routine last night and uh I get tucked the other kids in and he's like, I go in and I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm reading. I'm like, are you sure you're reading? Because he kind of was like squirrely about it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. are you reading? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm reading. But he, and he had the reading app up. I'm like, all right. And then I was done with the bedtime circuit and I was kind of like – I hanging out of my bed and I'm like flipping through my phone and I can hear like uh, sounds like you know somebody talking real quiet like video like digital like YouTube or whatever and I hop up and I go in his room I'm like are you reading are you I'm like let me see your tablet and I like look at what else he has open and sure enough he's got like I'm like Jay what's going on he's like I'm like you lied to me right so I was like I took it from mm-hmm. him and he's like oh you might as well sell it man. flipping out at me I'm like well you're gonna, well you can sell it <laughs> Then I'm like, I'm not selling it. Sell you it. Ah, uh, yeah. Because he's like, you take it away from me, you might as well sell it. Because it's all mad. Because stitches I it out for punishment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. so <laughs> that's a Kindle Fire. Yeah, that's the thing is, I wish he had got a paperweight because he's got the Fire, which yeah. is. A, I, pr- I purposely bought the paperweight so there was no yeah. chance. Yeah, I know. Running I know. anything else on it at all. It's garbage. Like it has a web browser, and I actually turned on the parent parental controls and I disabled it. Yeah. <laughs> because right. it, it, it it's so slow anyway. Yeah. The e-ink stuff is like it takes like four seconds for the screen to change, <laughs> uh, but it's great for books. It's great for books, yeah. It's and you can read in the dark, and you read in the bright sun with the e-ink. Oh, it's great! That's cool, yeah, super cool. But um, yeah, so the live digital borrowing the digital books. It's yeah, we are living in the future. I, and, and you're right; it's a little weird. It's like it's weird because they're like, oh, we have eleven copies yeah. of this digital book. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you have unlimited copies. It's a digital book, and then you you can go in and reserve. Like you got to place a hold. Yeah, you're you're a hundred. I think I'm a hundred and fifty nine in line for some book right now. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what? You showed me that last night. What you were? Uh, How am I? <laughs> you were a hundred and forty of a hundred and forty holds, and the exactly. library has fourteen copies. Of what book copies. was that? I couldn't. Didn't. Oh, Dan Brown Origin. Yeah, is I that a new one? I already have that one uh, on an audio book. I was oh. just randomly putting books on hold. <laughs> yeah, you've reached the maximum number that you can place on hold. You're insane. I was testing it. I went through and put a whole ton of books on hold until it was like, you can't put any more books on hold. I'm like, oh, okay, great. All right. <laughs> Limit on this. But anything that's available, you can borrow right away. Yeah, it's so, kind of cool. Uh, yeah, do I have any checked out right here? I mean, I got a ton of stuff in here. It's just yeah, it's weird. Again, same thing. My wife has been like, you should really check out Overdrive because I pay for Audible, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Me too. That was my first question to you was like, what's the player like? Because I like Audible's player. Like, it plays it more than, like, I play at 1.5 speed or 1.6 it's speed. It's got, and I told you that, has a speed controller. Yeah, right? I need that because I can't it's listen. It's got a sleep it. timer. Everything else is fine. It connects the same way as everything. But, and now, not only is there Overdrive, but there's this Libby app. What's the selection like? What do you mean? Same stuff. It's all there. It's just you might have to wait. It's all there, really? Yeah. It's all there. I don't know. I mean, all those new releases, it's like they're just popular. The worst case is you go in here and you're like, I want to add a book. Yeah. I want one of these new ones. Is you got to put a hold on it. And then when it releases, you just get it. I'm like, man, I don't know. Do I even need a... All right, all right. I'll install it. Jeez. I have it filtering by available books right now. So 
Book of Ages. I am Malala. I don't know her name. On my own. Whew, I got to go back. The Libby app is the way to go. Yeah. All right. I'm. I'm. It's installing right now. I just okay. did it. All right. Now listen. We have listen. to get to this mail that we read about to Garrett and one fifty six. <laughs> no, one ninety six. The prime that we lost, and now Do we're it. on one ninety six. Now we're on one ninety seven. So, uh, we got three emails. I'm gonna try and get to them all. Um. Yeah, the other two are short. So here we go. This and this book. one, I'm going to do a dramatic reading of this one because it's a good story. And uh, it, it kind of sends it to us in story form. Mm-hmm. Oh, what that noise was. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. So yeah, the first part, the intro I won't. But this is from Garrett. And he says, uh, you are writing. You're, you were wanting email. And you mentioned on your last show, the drop-off pickup lane being a federal offense to all of us. Thought I would relay a story about my kids. <clears throat> Now picture yourself as a crackling fire and you're reading the, you're Mm -hmm. listening to the stories on the radio and it's 1924. And this is what, right? right. Fireside chat. I can tell you there is nothing I do with my kids that is more terrifying than picking them up in the afternoons. The school sits on the busiest street in our town. That six lanes, three going one way, three going the other. So the line wraps around the corner on an, on an off street. What? Can I interject? Yeah. Move. You should move. Okay. <laughs> yeah, on. that that's, it does seem that they, it's a strange place to put a school on a highway. Uh, <clears throat> oh, this is most of our, this is most places in the United States now. They call them strodes. <laughs> street roads. Strodes. Seriously. Really? They're like three lanes in each direction all over town. Wait, there's a difference between a road and a street? Uh, yeah, I don't really know what it is. I mean, one of them is where road is like, you know, where you, a lot of people drive and a street is what you live on. All right. Here it is. A strode is a street road hybrid. And besides being a very dangerous environment, yes, it's ridiculously dangerous to mix high speed highway geometry design with pedestrians, bikers, and turning traffic. There you go. Exactly. They are enormously expensive to build and ultimately financially unproductive. I don't know what, what, I don't know. Uh, yeah, there's all the. Should I read the Urban Dictionary copy? <laughs> sure. Strode from Urban Dictionary. <clears throat> Noun, a portmanteau of street and road. It describes a street or road built for high speed, but with multiple access points. Excessive width is a common feature. A common feature in suburbia, especially among commercial strips. Unsafe at any speed. Their extreme mm-hmm. width and straightness, paradoxically, induces speeding. Somewhat more not neutral than synonymous traffic sewer. Mm-hmm. All right. Strode. Back to the email. Yeah. Okay. Moms threaten each other and get really ticked if you cut someone off or try to sneak in without waiting in line. A couple of years ago, my wife had had some surgery, so I was doing everything. It was my daughter's first year at the school, and the first time I had picked her up in the afternoon. I couldn't remember the exact time, 2 or 2.30. I left work and went over at 2 to make sure I was there. Turns out it was 2.30, so I had to just sit and wait in front of the school. Needless, I was first in line. About 10 minutes of sitting there, a mom pulled up behind me, walked up, and tapped on my window. I want to put a whole bunch of, interject a whole bunch of stuff about keys and yoga pants and coffee, but I'm not going to. Go ahead. All right. I rolled down my window and she told me, I pick up my kids first. I relayed the story about not knowing the right time to be, to being the reason I had gotten there ridiculously early. She stared at me and repeated more forcefully, I always pick up my kids first. I tried again to be nice and say something about it being nice not having to fight the line since I didn't really know how it worked. To this she replied, I am always first to pick up my kids. <laughs> At that point, she really freaked out, freaked me out about picking up her kid first. So I chose to pull out of line and park in a spot and walk up to the school and wait for my kid. Got a big hug from my daughter when she came out, which was nice. Can't hug a car. Also, part of the story, I came home and relayed the story to my wife. I thought I would get, uh, geez, some of those moms are totally crazy kind of reply. Instead, I got, are you kidding? You moved for that woman? Why would you do that? You should have sat there and made her second. My thought was it wasn't that important, and the lady was starting to scare me. 
My reply to my wife was that that attitude was why all the dads were terrified to pick up their kids from their school Mm. and their wives had to do it every day. This was the last of that discussion and she didn't speak to me the rest of that night. Hence, the most stressful thing I'm asked to do is pick up my kids. Yeah. Thank you, Garrett. Yeah. The traffic circle. You know that I hate cars, but. Yeah. Do you do? Carry this into a real world. I thought you hated drivers. Yeah, because the car, it's its a back and forth. The cars enable the drivers to behave the way they do because it's so anonymous because you're in this thing with the windows and the tinting and you think no one can see uh, that's you. That's why we need the hologram face above the car. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it needs to, there need, we need invisible cars like Wonder Woman. So, yeah. what? like, translate any of that driving behavior, although this woman getting out of her car and walking up the window is bizarre, Yeah. into a scenario where you're just walking along the sidewalk or you're, you're whatever, you're waiting in line yeah. for, and you just... You know, you know, if you're driving along on the highway and you leave a few car lengths in front of you for safety between you and the car in front of you, right? And then there's a car behind you and they're going, I don't like this. I'm going to hammer the gas, speed around this guy, and then cut directly back in front of them between them and this safe distance they left between the car in front of them. Because I don't like, I don't like being 20 yards slower than I could be. And now you have to slow down some more because there's no safe distance. It's just, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? Imagine just waiting in line for something and the line moves up two feet and you're like, you don't move up quick enough. And the guy behind you just shoves you out of the way and, and steps in front of you and be like, no, mm, too bad. Mm, there was a space. I took it. It's mine. Does anyone, does anyone actually you know, behave that way? No, but I wanted to do that. <laughs> A few weeks ago, I, I really, really, really wanted to do that to three women. <laughs> in in line for the movies we or something? We were in line. Okay, so we went to this comedy show in town. And uh, we, I, I get, we got there like kind of borderline late. We had a little like drama getting there, which I won't go into. But um, so it's in sort of an off <laughs> You don't need to. Walk in. <laughs> Well, we kind of lost the tickets, but then we found uh, like digital, like it was online tickets, but we couldn't, we never got the tickets, right? So, but we turned out we didn't need them, but we we couldn't find them and we were late and trying to leave and the babysitter, whatever. It didn't matter. But I was in a bad mood getting in there. So I went right up to the bar because we were kind of like only like five minutes before the show was supposed to start. And I'm like, if this thing shows up, starts on time, I want to have a drink, get my wife a drink and get, you know, get to our seats, whatever. And so I get in line. And I'm whatever. Some woman comes. Uh, there's a woman in front of me, and a woman, another woman comes up to her. She's like, "Oh, hey, how you doing? Well, what's going on, Betsy? Whatever your name was, right? No, 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 no. It's good to see you. Blah, blah, blah. And just kind of hangs out. All right, fine. but the line is moving. No, the line's not moving. I don't know what's going on, but the line is not moving. So I'm just like, okay, fine. So her friend showed up, and she's gonna get a drink. No big deal. Then other friend comes up. And she's like, mm. oh, hey, how you doing? I, uh, you know, I, uh, obviously she wants to get in line, right? Just to cut the mm, line, okay. right? Okay. Yeah. She turns to me and she's like, oh, no, I'm not cutting. I'm, I'm not cutting. I'm just saying hi. I'll be on my way. Don't worry about it. Whatever. Fine. You know, like, I, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, cause I'm not a jerk. Um, they, we wait in line no less than like 15 minutes. And there's like four or five people in front of him. I don't know what they were doing. There was one bartender and he was like, yeah, but he had like three or four different kind of beer. And then like, I don't know what, a couple of bottles of booze and like mixers. You're making mojitos. That's the problem. I, I, I don't know what it just took forever. We get, I get up to the front and it's like 15 minutes. I'd be like, just want a beer. Like, just let me. And, uh, they have no idea what they want. All three of them now are like, Oh, I don't know. What do you want? What do you, what do you think we should get? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, just get the stupid gin and tonic or the glass of Chardonnay and get on your way. Like, are you kidding me? They have like two, a bottle of white, a bottle of red, uh, two different kinds of beers and like some gin and whiskey and vodka, like, and a couple mm-hmm. different sodas. Like there's, this is not a big deal. Just figure it out. You've been in line for 20 minutes and you don't know. You, yeah, that's fair. I can go. Along. Yeah. And they were like bought like six drinks too. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. I was mm-hmm. so mad at that situation. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, whatever. Should we get back to Garrett's email? Or no, Garrett's email's is? done. That was it. Well, we didn't comment on it. Oh, well, what's so I like, you know, the, 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 the point of the story that I oh, like yeah. is that he parked and got out. I think that was the, uh, Waiting in that traffic circle pickup thing is no. Ugh. I don't, 
But he, he's first. Take a few extra minutes. Know. Nah, it doesn't matter. It's so gross to, be, how, to have your how, car you can, pulled up to the curb and put the kid in the door and ugh. Go we, park in the parking lot if there is one. Well, walk up to the building. My kid's school, you don't. They don't want you parking in the parking lot. Right. So that's of, even stranger, right? Well, they encourage you know, you'll different jam behaviors. Up the bus. They want the traffic circle open for the buses. No, so you you can't drive in the circle. Well, well there's like this little, like real small circle, but that like. That's like two cars, three cars fits in there. They don't want you parking in the parking lot. They don't want you in the main school lot because you'll jam up the buses. Because like, the, why they, does the bus go in the lot? The, no, okay. So there's like the main lot, which is also a circle, uh-huh. and they don't want you in there between like three and four o'clock or whatever, three and three thirty. Because so they park want in the, the remote lot, go in some other lot. Who well, cares? Oh yeah, okay, fine, that can happen. Yes, park far away and walk to the school, and you know, pick up your kid when they come out of the door, yeah. and give them a big hug, and carry them on your shoulders sure. to the car like fine. a quarter mile. Who no. cares? Yeah. You okay. It really doesn't need to be. You can't fit 500 cars right next to the building. No, and this insanity with though, but this this woman is out of line. Like I'm first, but of course you're not she's first. Not, but how are you going to fix that? You can't fix crazy. You can't. It's and you know what you say is the drivers. I hate, but the cars make them this way. They get bizarre. Okay, well, I'm glad. Like, I'm no, I'm glad to hear that you're starting to come around a little bit on the cars too. Like it's more than just the drivers. Well, no, it's it was it's the car that enables. It's like people was. Should I even say it? Don't. If you're going to say guns, <laughs> no, it's not. It's like, it's like people with guns. Ah! The comparison is is it's there for sure. Okay, because I can you know what I can, I know can you I be can honest make the with comparison, you? Comparison, but can me, I be honest with you? Yeah, go ahead. Guns could be super fun. Shooting stuff is oh, like of course. super fun. But pew pew, you know, I shot yeah. that tree and the thing and the squirrel's dead now. Woo, yeah, pow, 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 pow. I got all kinds of power, right? And, you know, far away. I used to shoot like rifles with scopes and stuff. Yeah. We'd go really far away and sand dudes and shoot yeah. pennies and stuff. It was super fun. Guns are amazing tools, right? But I mean, the technology, like what they can do is amazing. It's also horrifying. What they can do is uh, yeah. pretty horrifying as well. Yeah. But guns are made for one thing. Like let's not let's be clear. Guns are made to kill things or yeah, people, right? Things. So yeah. mm-hmm. cars are not made to pick kids up for school. It's not like what kind of car can we make? Because if they were made to pick kids up from school, they would be totally different. They what, would probably they not do more than fifteen miles an hour and they would oh, be they shouldn't. That'd be great if their top speed was fifteen. Yeah, I mean it would just be a totally different experience, right? You'd have this little tiny little conveyance that just went the you know, the two miles it is to the school and back. We could do that. <clears throat> we have the technology. I have a, on my phone. If you yeah. use if you use the Apple Maps, uh-huh. not the Google Maps, but if you use the Apple Maps on your phone for the navigation, it shows you the speed limit of the current speed limit wherever you are. So does uh, Waze, which is amazing, yeah. right? It's like okay, wait, you know the speed limit. Yeah. Why doesn't my car know the speed limit? Yeah. Why doesn't my car just like <sighs> halt? You know, so I could like jam the gas to the floor. Well, that's sort of the thing, right? The cars are way antiquated, right? They're not. They're, they're still antiquated, but yeah. that would not be. They got computers in them. That would not be a hard adjustment to make. People would stand oh, up would be and be like, "Constitutional rights and all this kind of stuff, freedom, right?" That's not the same thing, and, you know. And then it'd be emergencies. Well, what if I have to speed out of the way of a fire truck? It always comes to emergencies, right? What if there's an ambulance coming and I can't get out of the way fast enough and I have to go 95 to move, right? Uh, that's all crazy talk. You're all nuts. You can stop that right now. Mm. I would actually welcome this because as, as much as I dislike vehicles and driving and how awful it is, full disclosure, if I get in my car and I drive through town or wherever we're driving, it is way too easy to let the car just accelerate beyond how fast I should be going. Right? It's way too easy to pass a sign that says 25 miles an hour when you're going 32. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. thing, it's just very it, it's smooth and it's they're built really nicely now and you don't notice it and things are just cruising by and you're going, I'm not going fast. And you look down, oh, well, I guess I'm going way over the yeah. speed limit. But if the car just went. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what they're doing with some of the automation, right? They're, they're, they're putting some limits on it. They're not. Yeah. Uh, I know. Don't get me started. I know. <laughs> but we have two more emails from Peter. And I want oh. to read them both. Both from Peter? Yeah. Uh, um, we got, okay, you're going to have to limit your commentary on Pick it up. the first one, but you may be emailing him on in response to the second one. Right. So we'll see how it goes. Here we go. So thank you, Peter. And he wrote in last, we talked to him about the ski gear last week. 
walkie-talkies? Oh, and yeah, walkie-talkies, okay. yes. So this is why we posted the show earlier. Remember last week? Wait, Good. It was yes, him? No, it was Todd. Uh, no, yeah, it was him. Peter, it was for Peter for last week. So we're back to it again. Okay. So he, he must, the show must have got to him in time. Although these are both of these emails are from this morning. So he must be listening to it today. So I'm sorry we're late. We didn't make it for your ski trip last week, but he says this. So I'm listening to episode 196B <laughs> and you're discussing whether to tie weekly episodes to Patreon donations. Here's what I have to say. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's while, yeah and while I'm generally a believer in you value what you pay for, don't record weekly because you get enough donations. If you're only doing it because you're getting enough donations, your heart won't be in it. Do it because you love it. That's all I have to say. I guess. So here's my comment on this. Uh, I mean, clearly we're not making, we don't even have a Patreon. We have no way for anybody to even <laughs> give us any money or barely. Be, and we get, like I said, thank you, Peter, for writing in three times in two weeks, mind you. Awesome. But uh, we barely get any like feedback on the show at all um, from emailers. I, I love getting the emails. We don't get a ton of them. So it's not mm-hmm. like we're really, I'm not really doing this for anybody else. Like I have no idea what our listener base is. Uh, you mm-hmm. should figure that out, Randy. Um, so really we are only doing it because we love it. And I th- like, or, or we're doing it for our own sake because we enjoy it. Right. So cathartic. Yeah. Now the only thing is like we do dedicate one seventh of our free evenings to, to this, right? We do. We, I mean, I, we're pretty good. I mean, we get like 48 episodes out a year. Um, so. Where are you going with this? The only thing was like, it, the only thing was like, are we doing it as sort of a, like, for ourselves? At some point, it's like we're wasting our time. But if other people are getting value out of it also, then I don't mind, then I would be more uh, inclined to keep doing it. But right now, it's like, I'm sort of doing it so much that it's taking away from other things that maybe right. I should be doing. Right. But. If I'm helping, if I really am, if we really do have listeners out there that are getting value out of it, I would, I would feel better doing just, right. I would have more justification for the time spent on it. You know what I mean? I think the, the idea of doing the Patreon thing wouldn't be that we get money and yeah. then we get paid. It's more like you're, well, I told you before the show, forget the Patreon stuff. If we got like 10 emails a week yeah. <laughs> from people, yeah. Yeah. then we would do more shows for sure because it's like, we know people are listening and they want to know stuff and they're asking us questions that we're unqualified to answer, but we'll do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. right. And that would make it more fun. Yeah. And then we would totally do it. Yeah. But yeah. if we get no if we get no emails and no feedback and it's kinda of like, ugh, why are we even doing this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could I, save I, we could take a week off. I mean then we're just purely doing it for our own I don't, I don't know, but I mean right. and in I mean, which case it makes it that much easier if I say, Well, I got a soccer meeting tonight. Yeah. Just skip the show, yeah, because no one cares, right? <laughs> so that's why I, I do. Re- that's why I really do enjoy the emails and the feedback from people. But, exactly. All right, next email, also from Peter. Uh, hello, dads. This is Thanks really meant for Randy. Randy. <laughs> that's you. Oh hi. Uh, you're Randy. I'll say your name most Uh, of the time. (laughs) As I know, he's taught his kids to ski. So I've been skiing since the age of four or five. I have no idea how old you are. I'm assuming, let's go with at least 24, 25. (laughs) (laughs) Since he has two kids or multiple kids, we're going to have to go with, we're going to mid 20s at the minimum. But he's a fellow New Englander. Listen to this. We just spent the weekend at Mount Snow in Southern Vermont. Wait, Southern. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was sort of mid Vermont. Is that really Southern? It'd be cool if he was also at Bretton Woods and I met him on the chairlift and he was a ski bomb. He was like, yeah, I met this guy on this guy who was looking at me with scorn, uh, really judgmental about the clothing I was wearing. Yeah. But it was my uncle's cabin and I had a business meeting and I turned $3 million <laughs> in a half hour. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, we just spent the weekend at Mount Snow in Southern Vermont and like where you live, the snow was insane. They had received 6.5 Feet of feet. snow in the last two weeks. Oh, yeah, Vermont weeks. was just crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. The slopes were flawless. Since it was my first time back on skis and the snow was so great, I parked the kids, <laughs> ages six and four and a half, in all-day ski school. So uh, don't judge us too harshly for saying that you just nah, want to do it, whatever. Do it, yeah. you can. 
but realize that your kids probably just like had an like at least once an hour jam full of sugar, marshmallows, and hot chocolate. Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> right. Okay, they so went we, to that secret cabin of marshmallows yeah. and candy. But who uh, cares? So he's got two kids. All right. <clears throat> the older one loved it, and the younger one sort of liked it. Four and a half is young. I watched quite a bit. I was pretty disappointed. I don't feel like they had any individualized attention to their unique not. challenges. It's a group lesson. Yeah. That's funny. We actually read, like discussed this before even reading the email. Uh, I can dig around and find instructions via Google and YouTube, but was wondering if Randy had any specific advice about how to teach turning. Peter, if Randy has any great advice, any chance he can email it to me since ASAP since we're headed back this Friday night and you're not <laughs> posting the episode until a few hours before we hit the road? Oh, jeez. And we're at the you know, mark. <laughs> here's the – but we are. Here's uh, – I can sum this up really quick. I am not a good ski instructor. I taught myself to ski so I could teach the kids to ski. I literally would listen to the ski instructors on the slopes and repeat some of the stuff that they said. Weren't you teaching snowboarding? Weren't you a snowboard instructor? You weren't even a ski instructor yet. Correct. Okay. But I remembered a lot of the stuff the ski instructors used to say because I spent so much time on the mountain I would hear them. Yeah. Uh, Squishing the worms in the front of your boots. So, you you know, weight downhill is huge, right? Yeah. Back up straight, knees forward, push into the front of your boots. But honestly, all they do with the kids all day long is they have, they follow, they just make a line and they follow them. It's just turn, 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 turn. Now you ask like, well, how do you turn? It's just freaking magic. If they, if, if you get in front of the kids and you turn and you say, follow my tracks, yeah, they can do it. Like it just works with skis. They just, if they turn their head and they look at you, then their skis follow them. And they turn their head and they look at you and their skis follow them. It's all weight, as, too. It's like, As long as they're pushing yeah. into the front of their boots, they got yeah. their weight forward. Yeah. If they turn their arms and their head and their shoulders and whatever, and they kind of point in the direction you are, their skis follow. Yeah. And it's just bizarre. And then you just start turning and turning. And then you get into the snowplow situation where they're snowplowing in turns and then leapfrogging from snowplowing to parallel skiing is a much tougher issue. I've been working on that with my daughter quite mm-hmm. a bit. Because you have to you have to pick the heel up of your uphill ski yeah. to bring it around to meet your downhill ski. Yeah. And it gets very subtle as you get better, but initially it's a big thing. And I would have her stand in place on the ground at the bottom of the hill and say, okay, lift up your right heel. And she'd pick up the tip of her ski. I'm like, no, that's your toe. Let's get your heel <laughs> up, right? Until eventually she could go left, right, left, right, picking just the back of her ski up but keeping the tips down. It's like, okay, that's it. You've got the motion down. You just have to get the timing down of when to do that as you're turning. It's a, it's just time spent, to be honest. Yeah, you can th- figure this out on your own. That's my personal advice on this. You have ages six and four and a half. Don't do a thing. Just look at them on skis and let them have fun. Yeah. They're yeah, way no, young. They're going right, to figure it out. And just, that's the follow-up piece, which is like yeah. you don't give them instruction every time you go up the chairlift. Yeah, just Because you're going yeah. to make them hate you. Yeah. And th- and you can talk about like one thing a day. Otherwise, just have them follow you down right. the hill and then just run after run after run after run after run. Have them follow you and just keep saying, make sure you say follow my tracks because otherwise they will follow you. Yeah. They cut and the And what happens is you, yeah, they cut the corners. You make a turn and they just end up going straight right into you. And it's like, no, no. Yeah. Follow the tracks in the snow as I make them. Right. And they will look at them and they will follow them. And that's it. Just let them practice that over and over and over and over and over and over and over. So honestly, I made my daughter ski this last ski trip because she wanted to snowboard. And the snow was so great, as you know, up in Mount Snow, we were up in Bretton Woods, that I was like, no, you're skiing this trip because you're a much better skier. Yeah. And I am not spending three days on the bunny hill (laughs) when there's like four feet of snow up (laughs) in the glades and all this kind of stuff. And uh, it worked out so much better. She got so good over those few days. Uh, just the kids will get the kids just get so, they're, they're, they have such a low center of gravity, and the you know all the skis and all the technology that goes into the skis too. That all the skis just all work like they just yeah. they're so much better than all that convex stuff or concave stuff and all that like 
they turn, the skis all bend, and they just hold, mm-hmm. the whole ski grabs a mountain. It's not like the middle of the ski, like 20 years ago when we were skiing, it's, there were straight poles, you know. It's just so much better now. And the skis, the kids just pick it up. My kids are bombing down the mountain way too fast now, but they all, they're loving it, and they're just having fun. So I just really would, I know they're young, so it's it's definitely going to cut into your time on the mountain, but, uh, you know, have let them just go. Let them have fun. Don't worry about it too much. Well, and talk. She, oh, she could get down the mountain quick enough. Yeah, where even if if she was going slower, I'm on my snowboard. Yeah, I would just goof around on the trail. You know, I'd spin around in circles and yeah. do silly little tricks and go off into the trees and come back, and no big deal. Like I don't have to go 500 miles an hour down the hill. No, but I wasn't like carrying her down the hill. That's that's the key difference. So. Uh, but you, yeah, you just have a lot of patience. I mean, that's all they do in the lessons, to be honest. They, they take a bunch of kids and they have them follow them down the hill, making turns the whole way. They just make a big S and they go back and forth, back and forth. They get in the lift, they go up, they do it again, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They barely tell them anything, uh, because they can't remember. The kids can't remember all these detailed instructions about what to do and how to do it and when to do it. <laughs> yeah. The biggest thing is to keep their weight forward. So one of the the main things I would do is you jam your finger in the front of their boot and you tell them to squish the worms <laughs> and then they can push their shin against your finger. Yeah. And you say, that's it. That's the position you need to hold. And then you just follow, uh, you just turn your head and your shoulders and you're making turns. Yeah. It's like magic. Yeah. And one last bit of advice on this, because we're way over now, I would say is I always ask the instructor, like, what did you, what, you know, what are they at and what, what should they work on? And they'll give you, and I went to Wachusett, you know, this is a tiny mountain compared to you, you guys in your fancy Mm -hmm, mountains, mm -hmm, but, um, big fancy four foot mountains with the four feet of snow. But, you know, the instructors were good and they, and they, and they would be able to be like, they talked, you know, okay, this is where they're at and this is what they can do. And I'm like, what, you know, what can they work on? You know, so I I talked to the instructor, asked them. It was, it was good. Marshmallow roasting. Cue the music. Thank you for listening to our show. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at dads at dadsbeingdads.com. We're on Facebook too, forward slash dadsbeingdadspodcast. All four words, all jammed together. Or search dadsbeingdadspodcast. You can find us. Throw us a like and some comments. And of course, iTunes. Send us a review and some sweet, sweet stars. Twitter too, but uh, we'll have to get back on that. But you can find us.